That's just in. Paranormal phenomena of almost biblical proportions have been sweeping the nation, causing mass hysteria among the populace. We all go a little mad sometimes. And I'm here to do the devil's work. What an excellent day for an exorcism. We mostly come at night. Mostly. Shh. Don't tap the glass. I don't know why I'm nervous all of a sudden. Because <laughs> you're presenting to the class. I am presenting to the class. Makes me nervous. I don't know how to start it off. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. This is... And then Sarah name. Sup, fuckers. Uh, that voice you just heard is Baron. Uh, the other voice in the room is the witch. Hi! And I am the weary. Why are you the weary, Luke? Are you tired? I'm a little tired. I'm a little, I'm a little sleepy boy. I think he represents us all. <laughs> I think I represent us all in that matter. That. Yeah, we're, we are all the, the weary spiritually. If you know what I mean. Spiritually, physically. You know what? You know what helps with that? The whole being tired thing. What's that? Our good friends over at Dubby. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Throwing an ad in right now. <laughs> I'm joking. God, could you imagine? Speaking of which, though, um, I'm gonna make some because I woke up ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, today we are gonna stray off from the path of ghosts and ghouls and demonic such things. It's, it, it's sort of demon themed. Well, see, okay, it could this be. is. It could be a demon. So, they don't know. Uh, just to re explain the structure of the show, uh, once a week we all come to this spooky table and one of us has something to present along the lines of the paranormal. Uh, at least to me, when it comes to things, at least in fiction, I find ghosts to be kind of boring. It's like, oh, it's a spooky dead thing. It, oh, it's going to move objects around and spook you. That, that's, that's about generically what it is. I'm more of a fan of monsters, cryptids, stuff like that, that goes creep in the night. And so whenever it comes around to my turn, what? It goes creep in the night? Oh, boy. Is, what, is that not the same? sheets in tight. It, goes, it goes bump in the night. What? what? <laughs> that doesn't go creep in the it night? It goes creep in no, the night. No, that's not a thing? No. That's you not can also thing? find okay. said monsters on a registry, so uh, check your neighborhood, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> So, so whenever, usually whenever I come to present something to the table, it's going to be a cryptid along those lines, a, a monster, if you will. But before we get into Fuck. that, Baron, how you doing? I'm doing great. I just accidentally opened a Snapchat and it blew my eardrums out. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm doing great. That's good. You, you, you getting, you feeling energized now, now that you got yourself a cup of dubby? Um... I am. I am. I'm getting there. It's it's hitting the bloodstream slowly but surely. Gotcha. Just to let you guys know, if you want to get yourselves a, a, a tub of dubby, you can get 10% off by using the code encounter at checkout. This is true. Just saying. I guess we should also probably plug our other show. I was going to say, you should probably our, mention our that. promo code. And Brandon, why is, why, is, why is our code encounter and not something along the lines of spooky stuff? Well, oh, I'm so glad encounter. you asked. Um, a, because I haven't contacted W yet about this show. Um, but also B, because Luke and I are um, the founding fathers, I guess you could say, uh, founding daddies of <laughs> The Encounter Table, which is a D&D 5e real play podcast about four unfortunate individuals uh, taken by an evil game shop owning wizard and Jumanjied into his own sick twisted game and we're doing whatever we can to get out and kick that old man's ass just beat him with his walker it's got action just real it's got comedy geriatric smackdown it's got the, all the goofs gaffs and giggles you'd ask for 
go check it out. Yeah. Or don't. I mean, if you're like, fuck D&D, that's fine. You know, teach their own. But also, fuck you, dude. Go <laughs> listen to the show. It's good. Get out there and experience some stuff. Try new things. Like I should. More often. Yeah, go get pegged. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. That's Have fun. Sorry. Be safe, I'm, guys. I'm tired. This is intrusive thoughts taking over. <laughs> it's all good. Happens to all of us. So... The topic I have for discussion today is that of New Jersey's probably most well-known cryptid, the Jersey Devil. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say Snooky. <laughs> Snooky was in... Uh, Zinger. In uh, Supernatural. <laughs> was she? Yeah, yeah, she was. What episode? I don't know. I don't remember. <gasps> I'll have to look into that. What's a Snooky? Yeah, Snooky was in an episode of Supernatural. <laughs> Not to be confused <laughs> with Snooky Stackhouse. The Jersey Devil, you say? Yes, uh, probably, like I said, the most popular cryptid of uh, not only New Jersey, but more specifically, the Pines Forest. Now, the Pines Forest takes up about 1.1 million acres across the southern part of New Jersey. It takes up like 20%. Yeah, 20% of the entire state is taken up by this forest. Now, granted, not all of that is like... That's insane. Not all of that is like national park land. A lot of that is like private properties and stuff. Maybe, Maybe half and half, I'd say. But yeah, a lot of uh, creepy cryptids throughout the centuries have been like talked about through there. Uh, Shelby, did you? I know we talked about it before that there was a bunch of other ones that like you were a fan of. Uh, you mean within the Pine Barrens? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So supposedly there's also like so the Jersey Devil is obviously this omen of bad and it can kill you and like all this fun stuff. Um, but there's also something called the White Stag that supposedly resides in the Pine Barrens that will guide you away from something bad that's about to happen. So, like, supposedly um, a bridge had gone out. That's what they called me in high school. (laughs) The White Stag. Wow. Boy, got a game. Um, (laughs) Did you also uh, randomly rescue damsels in distress? Yeah, that's what I did on my free time. (laughs) Sure. Um... (laughs) Volunteer fighter, f- firefighter, and all oh, that, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Of course. Um, but, like... Just a, just a real mm-hmm. December calendar page guy. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, continue. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so the white stag um, would prevent, uh, like, bad things from happening. It was kind of like a protector of the forest, or from humans that, or for humans that entered the forest. Uh, so, like, if a bridge had gone out and you were about to drive over it, you'd see a white stag suddenly run into the road, and obviously you'd hit your brakes and stop kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a bunch of cryptic. There's also a bunch of uh, supposedly, like, ghosts and stuff that are out there, too, because there are a bunch of abandoned towns within the pine barrens like mm. a lot of like these cool old abandoned towns that i really want to go visit at some point but yeah it's super <laughs> easy it's also super easy to get lost in the pine barrens and turned around because of like all the side roads and um like if you're to drive back there you have to be very careful if there's any puddles like you actually have to get out and walk through the puddle to make sure how deep it is because it could look like it's nothing and then your car just finds a sinkhole which is great. Or quicksand. Yeah, quicksand, I think it is. Quicksand? Yeah, because yeah, there's also like a lot of swamp out there. So, hmm. But yeah, the pine barrens are cool. Which is surprising to me because Jersey's pretty far north for like swampland. Well, it's it's seaside. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, seaside. Would... It's also coastal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, the pine barrens are cool. It's massive. It's creepy. We're going someday. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wait, I have a, a question. Yeah. Uh, for Shelby, because you seem to be kind of like the uh, the, the white stag expert here, um, if you will. Do you think, or 
Are y'all familiar with Harry Potter? Uh, seriously? <laughs> you did not just ask that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Extremely. Okay, so that's a yes. All right. Um, <laughs> do you think that the white stag could be like the inspiration for Harry's Patronus? I doubt it because the white stag is very much so a U.S. thing. Well, at least for the Pine Barrens, it's obviously a very much U.S. thing, whereas J.K. Rowling's obviously is in the U.K. I mean, there could be some it connection. It could be. But I mean, the white not, stag not, not itself one. is, if I remember right, don't call me out on it, listeners, because I'm saying I don't know. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a symbol of like purity and protector and all that fun stuff. So it could be. Who knows? Well, so is, so is Harry's Patronus. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it could be, that's where she got it from. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) And my, Hey, JK Rowling, text me, uh, whenever you hear this and let me know. Or don't. That's fine too. Yeah, or don't. It's your call, but love your universe. You my You're a little problematic. You <laughs> yeah, times. I'd rather not be associated yeah. with yeah. that. Love her universe. <laughs> she herself is slightly problematic. Just a wee bit. Just a just a smidge. But no, we're not here to talk about J.K. Rowling. We're here to talk about the Jersey Devil. So let's get into it. So prior to the 1900s, the Jersey Devil was actually not referred to as the Jersey Devil. Uh, It was either referred to as the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds. Now, this could either be a connection to the local town called Leeds Point or the Leeds family, which is where we find the Jersey Devil's beginnings. Uh, Could be both, could be either, could be neither, who knows. Now, way back in 1735 in Leeds Point, where Deborah Leeds was having her 13th child, uh, this is where our story begins begins yeah 13th that is that is wild and uh with 12 children in her care already and an uninvolved father in the mix uh mother Leeds wasn't exactly jumping with joy at the thought of having a 13th baby it's said that uh she ended up cursing the child before it was born saying things like let this one be a devil and let the devil take this one from me well surprise surprise the child was not a normal looking baby when it came out uh supposedly the monstrosity had the body type of a satyr the face of a goat and the horns wings and skin of a red devil it said that despite all of this the devil's most horrifying feature was its high-pitched screech that started to sing from the moments of, of its birth. Now, keep in mind, the only details that we know about this story to be true were that Deborah and her husband had 12 kids in 1735 and that they were expecting another. The rest re- remains a mystery. Hmm. Now, we actually don't start to hear any more rumors re- revolving the devil until a little over 80 years later uh, in 18, sh- yeah, 1820 when uh, Joseph Bonaparte, uh, famous brother of Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, came into the picture. Wait, actually? Yeah, yeah, Joseph Bonaparte, former king of Naples, former king of Spain for a few years. <laughs> yeah, after uh, Napoleon had surrendered in France, uh, he kind of said, I'm getting the fuck out of here and hid away in America for a while. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, 1813 is when he decided to settle in Boardtown, New Jersey. Uh, that ended up being the most convenient spot for him where he could be close to both New York and Pennsylvania to sort of get information on what was going on in France. Now, being the rich, uh, spoiled brat that Joseph was, he ended up purchasing over 800 acres of land, built a mansion, and then spent the next few years throwing lavish parties, even entertaining the likes of John Adams, Lafayette, and uh, Daniel Webster. Yeah, the dictionary guy himself. He was at this guy's mansion. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, one snowy day... In uh, 1920, 
Joseph Bonaparte was out hunting on his land when he found the tracks of something that he claimed to be a quote-unquote two-footed donkey, also noting that one foot seemed to be slightly larger than the other. After some time, the tracks ended abruptly, as if the creature had just flown away. He stared at the tracks for another long moment, trying to figure out what strange animal it might be, and then all of a sudden he heard a hissing noise. After turning around, he found himself face to face with a large winged creature with a horse-like head and bird-like legs. Joseph claimed that for a moment, the two of them stood there facing each other, him being too frozen with fear to do anything, until the devil hissed at him once more, beaded his wings, and just flew away. Now, the craziest part about this is that before this incident, Joseph had never heard the tales of the Jersey Devil at all. The first time he heard about the Jersey okay. Devil was after he had told a friend about the incident that happened, and his friend was like, "Uh, yeah, you just, you just, you just saw Satan. <laughs> you, you just saw Satan. That, that's not, that's not, that's not what, what the fuck." Wait, so Joseph Bonaparte, old Frenchie, he <laughs> never heard of the, the Leeds or Leeds House, the that whole story with like the let this one be a devil, where the legend of that like describes what this creature looked like, and he sees it in the woods. And now precisely he, okay, okay, okay. Yep. And keep keep <laughs> in mind it wasn't nearly as popular of a cryptid at this time as it is like today. You know, so it was only oh, it I was can, yeah, it was. I can imagine that word didn't really travel too fast back then. At this point, it was just a story that parents told their children to keep them from going out late at night. Now, did does this info come like did uh did Joseph Bonaparte uh, document this? Yes, or this uh, who did this part uh, was documented by Joseph. Um, and also, just for you listeners, uh, a couple of sources that I gathered from include uh, the Jersey Devil documentary on Melligan TV, and also the American folklore novel titled Spooky New Jersey by S. E. Schult Schlosser. Schlosser, I think is the name. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But yes, these are actual huh. claims that Joseph had made at the time. Okay, that that's blowing my mind because I've always yeah, right? just written the Jersey Devil off as like the most impractical cryptid. <laughs> like, I've always been like, yeah, that's one that I know for a fact has no validity to it. But hearing that Joseph Bonaparte saw this thing in the woods and documented it himself... That's like putting your your own reputation on the oh, line. Oh yeah, and uh, funny thing enough, he's not the last person to do that. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So for the next few decades, there wasn't too many like famous people that were coming out saying that the devil was in New Jersey or anything like that. But uh, not only were there more unexplained attacks on livestock, but also pets, property, and even some people who claimed that they were attacked while out at night while the aggressor was, quote, too fast to see. (laughs) This all continued up until about 1909 when the Navy commander Stefan Decatur came into the picture. Now, Decatur was in New Jersey testing some new cannonballs at Hangover Mills work in the Pines Barrens. Uh, he and his men had some of like the newest, heaviest artillery at the time, and they decided to test it on some makeshift targets that they had made up in the woods. After some time doing this, the commander claimed to have seen an intimidating figure within the woods behind the targets. Stefan shouted warnings at the shadowy creature, but it didn't seem to react to them at all. With no other option, Stefan took probably the most American route and started to fire at the creature. As you should. Praise God, baby. (laughs) Stefan claimed that the cannonball bore a hole into the beast's side, but that it didn't even flinch. But the moment that the commander began to give chase, the beast was gone. Now, I know you're probably thinking, how'd they know it was the Jersey Devil and not any other type of weird thing that's been talked about in these woods? Well, 
after this event, it appeared as though Stefan's cannon shot had enraged the Jersey Devil as cases of attacks and sightings went from a few hundred in the past uh, century to nearly a thousand by the end of that year. Oh my God. It, it spiked like hard. At this point, the state had practically gone on full lockdown, ordering children to stay inside and even putting a $10,000 bounty on the devil's capture dead or alive wait say that again the state of new jersey put out a dead or alive bounty on the new jersey devil oh yeah it's still it's still active i'm pretty sure i don't think they oh, ever yeah. oh yeah it. oh yeah oh okay okay <laughs> i'm blowing brandon's mind right now hold on hold on what year did this story start 17 what it started in 1735 and we're up to 1909 at this point this this is when like the peak panic started for the jersey devil Huh. <laughs> now, obviously, no one was able to catch the devil. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. But strange tracks were found on several occasions that seemed to almost entirely match Joseph Bonaparte's description almost 90 years prior. Two goat hooves, one slightly larger than the other. Now, with these hoof prints being the only source of the monster that anybody could find, the state had brought in bloodhounds to the sightings in hopes to track down the source of the creature. However... Whether it was from a lack of evidence or an awareness of the evil that they were following, the bloodhounds allegedly refused to follow any of the tracks. Now, with that being said, the devil had seemed to be satisfied by its work as sightings slowly disappeared in the following years in the 1910s and then most of them being gone by the Roaring Twenties. Then... In 1927, a man had an encounter with the demon that, that everybody had thought was long gone. On the western edge of the Pines Barrens, a taxi driver in Semla City was stuck on the side of the road after popping a tire. As the man was finishing exchanging the tire for a spare, he saw a tall, intimidating shadow on the edge of the forest. The taxi driver, being a member of the real world and not some bullshit horror story, uh, promptly got in his car and drove the fuck off. But this wasn't enough to keep the devil at bay. Allegedly, the Jersey Devil flew towards the car and began pounding on the roof of the cab. Eventually, the monster flew off into the night, but this would be the first of a handful of reports to come out of this monster flying over cars over the years and attacking them. After this, sightings of the devil started a second panic throughout the state. New Jersey ended up putting out another bounty that is still out to this day, actually, for the New Jersey Devil that went from $10,000 to nearly a quarter of a million now. What? So, Baron, uh, want to go on? <laughs> We better be investing in some infrared. All right. Is this like the only cryptid to have a bounty on its Really good question. I a current bounty. Current yeah. Current bounty maybe. At least I doubt it's the first or the last cryptid to have a bounty on it at some point in the U.S. history. Well, I mean, that's definitely if you go like back in time to where people are like, oh, well, which that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Where anything that went bump in the night was no, 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 some it's, lady it's, in the it's, village. It's went you know? creep in the like, night. If you want to count that. <laughs> oh, yeah. If anything that went creep in the night. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, there's another. This isn't so much of a cryptid, I guess, but a possible zoological wonder because of um, encroachment on environment. But there's also kai wolves, yeah. supposedly, in the Pine Barrens. Coyote wolves. Coyotes crossed with wolves. That's slightly terrifying. Yeah, I guess they're nasty. That makes sense. Yeah, you cross a coyote with a wolf. <laughs> yeah, let's just give the coyote's ego yeah, and put that's, it in that's a wolf. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> Jeez. Supposedly. I don't know if that's true, though. I'd have to look more into that one. But yeah, that's the story of the Jersey Devil. 
I think Baron's I think, mind yeah, is still his, blown. His mind is still, okay, his mind is yep, still yep, blown. Yep, <laughs> now, granted, yeah. I am still pretty skeptical of the devil's existence at this point, being that the only evidence we have for it are word of mouth, you know? Well, not, not even necessarily. I was just thinking, like, you can't hunt something that doesn't exist. You can't put a bounty on someone or something sure that doesn't exist. Yeah, you can. Doesn't mean the bounty will ever get filled. What's the other, like, instant? I think, I think, I think that fear of the unknown and panic can cause anybody, especially when it comes to, like, mob mentality and stuff like that, to do drastic things in order to try and feel safe. This being one of those cases. I mean, that could be said about a lot of things throughout history. Like, huh. like you said before with the New Salem trials, that was a lot of people who didn't know what they were doing, who were making a lot of assumptions and taking drastic measures to try and feel safe. Yeah. Hmm. See, I don't know. See, my thought keeps going back to like, the mm-hmm. origin story yeah. of this thing. Okay. Twelve children. Uh, absentee father. Like, I think they were still married, right? He just was never around. They were still married. He was just, yeah, not a very involved okay. father from the research that I was able to bring up. So, Shelby, mm-hmm. you can uh, attest to this, I think, but that sounds like quite the feeding ground for things that live off of negativity. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And who knows what happened in all those towns, too, that, you know, no longer exist that are just ruins in the Pine Barrens as well. So. Yeah. And not to mention all the people who yeah. believe in the Jersey Devil or, like, go in there to hunt the Jersey Devil and all that fear that they get and that they em- emanate. You know? Yeah. Mm. But there is also another fun theory. Um, Baron, I would like you to Google Ooh. the hammer-headed bat. Ah, uh, yes. The hammer-headed bat. Yeah, Shelby just told me to look this up right before we mm-hmm, started recording. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. Does that not look like a horse's head? Um, that thing is tiny, though. Some of them are, but some of them are pretty darn big. <laughs> and what that doesn't explain is the goat hooves. Yeah, no, it doesn't explain the goat hooves. But, mm. I mean, think about it, though. Like, most of the Pine Barrens would have had livestock of some sort at an some point. ugly son of a bitch, <laughs> I though. I know, right? But, like, donkeys, horses, cows, you know, goats, whatever, they're going to have some sort of livestock back there. And it does come from Central Africa. Uh, So, you know, if ships accidentally brought it in and somebody saw it and they're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to track it. And they also find, like, a livestock trail. Like, yeah, you know, there could have been could have been some crossover there. There could have been some correlation, definitely. And it being smaller would make sense as uh, a lot of the livestock... Uh, I kind of skipped over this part of my notes, but a lot of the livestock incidents where there would be these animals that were just like brutally beat to death, uh, there was no there was no evidence for anything that like wanted to eat them or anything like that. They were just dead and like nothing was taken from them. That's the part that I accidentally huh. skipped over. Now, now with this hammerheaded bat, just just a, just a question or two comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, if I was out in the woods. Even during noon, like midday, the woods get dark just because of the you know the tree canopy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to make out the definition of a bat's face because like they're not just they're not That's like very uh, they're not stagnant creatures, right? And although they are nocturnal, if they hear okay. you coming, they'll wake up and leave. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Uh... I'm going to look up what the hammerhead bat like sounds like. Bat's screech. Like a high if, 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 if a bat is pissed off, 
they yeah, they make screech. the same screech. But see that that also brings me over to the uh, the Navy general's story, where he saw this big uh, shadowy figure that he shot through, mm-hmm. like he shot shot like a hole through its side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through a one of its wings. A cannonball. If it hits a bat, that thing's turning into red mist. Yeah, that's fair. I also just looked up what it sounds like, and it, it, it's not really a screech. It's more like they're, they're at least their natural calls are more like huh. hitting uh, a jingle bell or something like yeah. that. Like just- but like if you grab, like if you ever like watch like videos of zoos that have bats and they have to like catch them, oh, yeah, they screech yeah. and they're pissed. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. I then mean, they start I mean, another murder. avenue that we yeah. haven't touched on yet that we haven't touched on yet is government experiments. Ooh. <laughs> it is New Jersey. Listen, it's New Jersey. <laughs> it is New Jersey, but it also did start in like 1735 mm-hmm. when, you know, it was it, w- it was basically not even mm-hmm. America yet. The people were still colonizing. Yeah, uh, we sure. were still a part of the British mm-hmm. Empire and all that. But hey, maybe it could have been an underground British experiment that they just decided to plant in America to see how it so goes. To what? Make a Franken devil? Franken devil. Yeah, make a Franken devil. See, but also, like, the lifespan of this thing is crazy. It is, Yeah, it is crazy. It spans over 200 years, yeah. See, because even if it is dead now... There's a there's an <laughs> oh. older gentleman who's lived um, in slash on the edge of the Pine Barrens his whole life, and he's in his late 60s, I think, maybe mid-60s. Um, but anyway, he is only seen at once, and it, it was when he was little. Um, his parents left. I don't remember what to do what. But his parents left, and he was at home alone watching his little sister, and they had a a root cellar. And all of a sudden, he, you know, heard a bunch of banging and clanging down there. So he went to go see what it was, and he saw it. It was in the root cellar, and the root cellar was locked. Like, he had to unlock it. And so he shut it back up and locked it and ran back inside with his sister. And, of course, you know, this was before phones were a huge thing. Um, and he waited till his parents mm-hmm. got home and he's like, Hey, there's something in the basement. There's a devil in the basement. Like something, something, something like demonic is in the basement. And they're like, Oh, you know, it's dark outside. You're seeing things. And he's like, no, it was earlier when it was lighter out. And they're like, it's fine. You know, you have an overactive mm. imagination. Just go to bed. The next day, his mom said that his dad went in the cellar and all of like the tinkling and like jingling that he had been hearing, all of the um, Christmas ornaments, all the glass Christmas ornaments had been smashed. Yeah. And it wasn't in there anymore. It had what? climbed up like a, like a vent. Like, I don't, it's not, well, it wasn't a vent, but basically like an airflow vent that they had in it. And it had to, it had to, mm-hmm. the only way it could get out would be to fly out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Now what? Uh, what's what's your source on that? It was like was that was one of like Corey no, Kenshin's videos? No, that or? was a Sam and Colby video. They stopped at a a bar. And, oh, yeah. Sam and Colby. Gotcha. I wouldn't recommend the video, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Sam and Colby videos are really they're entertaining. Um, they're but entertaining that video, for sure. There wasn't a whole lot to that video, but it was interesting. That's fair. Some of the some of the history in it. I really like learning about the history of of cryptids. Yeah. And other things. Yeah, that's definitely fun. That's definitely fun. I definitely had some fun. Yeah. Researching this, faux show. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I sounded like a nervous nanny reading that stuff off. No, not at all. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm I'll, get more, I'll get more used to it, guys. <laughs> like, okay. 
Don't hurt yourself. Uh, I, I'm trying not to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this this is Jersey Devil. Um, and this this could just be, you know, the ramblings of a lunatic. But it was like birthed out of negativity. Mother didn't even want the child. Mm-hmm. Mother gave it to yeah. the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joseph Bonaparte. That is Napoleon's brother. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out on a whim and say that Joseph was not innocent. <laughs> what gave you that uh, idea? Napoleon committed some pretty... Yeah. Atrocious acts of... Right. Yeah. Can't imagine that his brother, who has all that money, is just like, oh, I did not know. Oui, oui. I did not know my brother was made gay. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm... Right? I'm not... I'm no expert, but I'm sure he was pretty involved. Yeah. And then the other encounter with a, like, verified official is someone testing weapons for war. That's fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's That's like, fair, I wonder yeah. if this thing is only, not summoned per se, but, like... If it's attracted to attracted to like the negative mm. and maybe whenever people go out in the woods looking for it, there's no negative intention there. So why? Like, who cares? Mm. That could be a part so, of the pattern. Yeah. Fun fact. Say, I would like to look into that a little bit on the side of just negative things happening to people. And then they encounter the Jersey devil. Well, yeah, the uh, the taxi driver story, he had popped a tire. So there was probably some angry emotions there at least when he was exchanging that true yeah yeah he probably wasn't very happy about his car breaking down so joseph is actually the older brother of napoleon and mm-hmm. um apparently he wasn't a horrible human oh um sorry i'm i'm skimming you're good he was a french ambassador for a while um yeah he was napoleon's closest confidant i guess out of all the siblings napoleon was the closest to joseph because there was eight of them total oh jeez, was he uh was he short was he short <laughs> i don't know i'll have to look that one up because <laughs> you know they're usually pretty not not pretty happy fellas yeah joseph though he has much talent and genius is too good a man and too fond of amusement and literature to be king five foot six he went the same height Oh yeah, that's why you, that, that's why the devil showed up. <laughs> so does that mean if we go hunt the devil, that we'll find it because I'm five foot six? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We just have to make fun of how short you are the entire time. Ooh, then you'll have enough negative energy to attract Maverick, it. Just so we're all aware. Oh yeah, I don't know who that is, but I'm down. <laughs> You've met Maverick. Oh, uh, Shelby's you? dog. Is that the, the one that bit, bit you? me? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. For our listeners, you use the bite sleeve. Yes, for our <laughs> listeners, I also train um, dogs for sports and protection, and and Maverick thinks it's a fun game. So, uh, yeah, that's all. He wouldn't actually bite a person. No, he's a sweet dog. Yeah, he's, he's a sweet boy. boy. Yep, he just thinks it's a toy. But anyway, he he we could we could definitely bring him. Make sure that you you know we have that that yeah. sixth sense, that four legged sixth sense with us. <laughs> And legally, he can go anywhere, so... <laughs> yeah, there we go. Service dogs. They are pretty useful. Just a little. So, yeah, when are we going to New Jersey? <laughs> what if we can afford it? His name wasn't actually Joseph. Did you know that, Luke? Oh, no. It was Giuseppe di Bonaparte. Giuseppe. Giuseppe de Bonaparte. I'm American, no, okay? Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare say whatever is about to come out of that, that mouth of yours. That was the end of that sentence. Okay. Giuseppe de Bonaparte. Unless it has to do with <clears throat> ignorance. We, we speak English in this country. <laughs> I'm going to text I'm gonna text Casey and see how far she is from the Pine Barrens. 
Yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. We have we have a friend that lives in New Jersey. Oh, except my phone's being a butt. Oh, time to make yeah, a no, trip. You think I'm gonna go out of my way to understand your language? No way, Joseph. <laughs> no way, Jose. That'd be horrible. <laughs> Can you imagine actually saying that and like being that ignorant? <laughs> well, how would you attract it? If we were to go and like try to catch this or to catch evidence of this thing, how would how would we attract it? Is there anything? I guess either either like Brandon was saying, a, a major connection there seems to be with these stories that the, is that there's some sort of mm-hmm. negative intent with it, or uh, I guess just bring some livestock we don't care about. Some livestock. Oh, I have sheepies, but I really like uh, my sheepies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I man. feel like it's a it's a. It's about this is it. like a dangerous game to try to play. Yeah, I mean this thing's like faster than the human eye. Got a loud screech that could probably deafen you. So bring lots of dogs. Yeah, but it's not faster than me. Oh, it's not. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, folks, despite the evidence I had brought forth to the table today, in my opinion, there are only two cryptids you have to worry about: Ohio, which is <laughs> after your soul, and Young Gravy, who is after your mother. Jeez. Thank you very much. Well. Well, wise words. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Y'all have a good night. Stay spooked. And uh, remember to bless your holy water it before ble- using it. Doesn't a priest have to do that? Doesn't somebody of... Remember to become an ordained priest and then bless your holy water oh, before geez. using it. Thank you very much. Remember to t- tuck, your t- tuck your tights in. Jesus. <laughs> remember to tuck your sheets in tight for that creepy cryptid of the night. Ooh, that, rhymed. that was I good. That rhymed. That. I am, that was off the I'm fucking dome. I'm proud of you. Good Thanks. job.